0: Today on episode number 486 of the School of Podcasting's morning announcements, which you can find at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 486, we've got an interview with Taryn Arnold from Patreon that has me changing how I'm going to be treating Patreon in the future. Also, you may have heard, I don't know, unless you were living under a rock, that Google is getting into podcasting. So what I thought I would do is, you know, these these contracts get all kind of, I think I have a number here for, I think it's 1-800-GOOGLE. Yeah, let me dial this. I have a, uh, a W Wonka, I guess, that works here in this department. So I'm going to give them a call and uh, see what we can do. Oh, it's ringing. Okay, that's good. Yes, Mr. Wonka, this is Dave Jackson calling from the School of Podcasting.com. I wanted to um, ask you a question about this new. Terms of service for Google Play and Podcasting.
1: Facts, Mentis, Incendium Gloria etc. Cetera, et cetera. Memo bis Punitor del- Right,
2: that's album.
0: that's the whole point. It's a little bit
1: It's all
2: there, black and white, clear as crystal. I,
0: especially if we could talk about number seven, it says Google advertising slash no revenue share.
2: It's all there, black and white, you get nothing. You lose. Good day,
0: sir. Okay, well there you go.
2: The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Mm-hmm
0: podcasting since 2005 i'm your very own personal podcast coach dave jackson thanking you so much for tuning in if you're new to the show look we talk about all things podcasting here i help you massage your message i help you tackle the technology help you face your fears and flatten the learning curve as we get you on the road to pain-free podcasting Today we're going to be talking about monetizing your podcast, and we're going to talk about Google Play, which I was actually tempted to not talk about Google Play because it's just been going crazy the whole week. I was like, Google Play, Google Play, oh my gosh, Google Play, and I am excited about it. I don't want to say that I'm not, but I am somewhat skeptical about it, and you're like, well, Wait a minute. Hold on. Let's let's go back a second. Anytime my podcast can get in front of more people, uh, I'm happy. I'm pleased as punch. I'm tickled pink. I'm happier than pigs in mud. But uh, Rob Walsh, from, who is the vice president of Lipson, over on uh, their show called The Feed, you can find that at blog.lipson.com. Now, everything I talk about today, all these links, they're going to be – at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 486, and he interviewed an actual Google rep, and they kind of said what they're planning on doing, and so here's kind of what I can surmise from this, and again, it's not that I'm not excited. It's kind of like getting excited for Christmas. You don't really know what you're going to get yet, but you're excited, and you won't know if you're happy until you open the present. So Google is going to pull our episodes off of Lipson, off of Blueberry, off of Spreaker, whoever you're using for a media host. And the reason for this is they want to have control and reliability, which makes sense. I don't fault them for that. Stitcher does the same thing. They reserve the right to put ads after, you sh- after your show. And as uh, Mr. Wonka had explained, uh, we will get nothing and like it. Now, of course, that's always subject to change, maybe, because after all, they have YouTube, and in some cases, you can earn money with that. Now, this is the one thing that has me, mm, Google's not known for their customer service, at least not in my world. I uh, Many moons ago, I, have, uh, I was on Google AdSense, and to make a long story short, I got booted off of AdSense, which I believe... Keeps me off of Google um, monetizing my YouTube channel. And I've gone to them and they said, well, yeah, you you clicked on your own links like 15,000 times in a day. And I'm like, I did no such thing. No way. And they don't really care. They're kind of like Amazon that way. We don't have to care. We're Amazon. We don't have to care. We're Glu- so that has me worried. Again, happy that I'm going to get a chance to put my podcast in front of more people Wondering, what is this really going to look like? All right. So, yeah, they are going to put ads after your show. They reserve the right to, which pretty much means shocking that an advertising company is going to put ads after your show. Now, they're not going to put them in the show. So maybe when you go from one episode to the next, they'll throw in a little, uh, whatever, 30-second spot. There is going to be some sort of directory because you're going to be able to direct people to a location. So this is cool. I'm excited about that. That makes it means it's going to be easy to find me on Google Play. Uh, there is no set date on when all this is happening. Now, you can submit your podcast now. In fact, the latest version of PowerPress, if you're using that, if you want to update, you can actually put in the Google-specific stuff, and that's the other new thing. They are using Google, just like there were iTunes tags and why? Because they were iTunes and you have to do it this way or, okay. Well, you have these Google tags and now that you have PowerPress and Libsyn also uh, has this setup. But what if you're using somebody like Spreaker, who's a great service, uh, things like that, they will accept your old iTunes stuff and they'll just translate it. So, and right now, and I'm sorry, don't please don't shoot the messenger. It's just for the USA as they roll this out. Um, according to the interview that rob did there will be stats now are those going to be fed back into our media hosting company like uh, if we're using libsyn or blueberry or spreaker or somebody like that not sure exactly they're not going to be splitting our file into bits so they're not injecting ads into our stuff um and they hope to feature your show not thank god hopefully there's not some sort of i don't know great and googly section that uh we can all get uh completely obsessed over and like new and noteworthy. Oh, see, I just threw up on my mouth just a little. Every time I say that, uh, hopefully there won't be a new and noteworthy version of Google. They want people to basically have your show show up when people search for a topic. They want you to get what you want when you want it. And so this is probably why Google paid somewhere between 15 and 35 million for a, a website called Songza, S-O-N-G-Z-A, and this was a company that generated custom playlists. They bought them back in 2014. So I believe that's kind of how this fits in to that whole thing. They want a really customized experience when it comes to search. So the beautiful thing is that you know Google owns search and a search company and an advertising company is getting into podcasting. So I'm excited about that. Um, their artwork spec for this is from tiny to ginormous. So To just get to the bottom line, you can use your 1400 by 1400 artwork that you use for iTunes. And if you want to submit your podcast to this, which I've done already, uh, you can simply go to g.co slash podcast portal. So, you know, how do I feel about this? Well, again, I will say that anytime my podcast can get in front of more people, I'm happy. Am I, you know, I've been online for a while and I'm just somewhat skeptic because. I'm not seeing anything yet. Yes, it's coming, but I'm like, I'll, I'll, I would rather voice an opinion when I see what the heck I'm talking about. I mean, I've seen Google products come and go. Anybody remember Google Buzz? Again, there's there's nothing for me to hold on to or touch or smell or critique. So am I upset that they're going to host my files? I, no, I, I get why they're doing that. Do I wish that they would just pass my files from lips and through? Sure. But I understand why they're not. I mean, we all have our fingers crossed that they just use better encoding because they're going to re-encode our files uh, better than Stitcher, which basically makes your sound barely listenable. If you ask uh, my buddy Ray Ortega from PodcasterStudio.com and Podcaster's Roundtable, he cannot listen to Stitcher. It's like I say, it's barely listenable. And am I upset that an advertising company is going to play ads after my show and I get none of that? No, not really. I mean, even Google has to pay the bills. As long as I can say in my show that, uh, you know, please join the school of podcasting dot com and I'll help you start a podcast. I'm fine with that. That sounds like a fair trade. I get more uh, ears on my show. They get a little advertising money. Everybody wins. So at this point, I'm kind of like, hooray, I think. But um, you know what? If I want an in-depth analysis and I want somebody to uh, dissect the media, I go to one place, and that is the No Agenda Show. Now, I've got a a kind of a lengthy clip here, but this is from Adam Curry and John C. Dvorak. If you're not listening to this show, it's entertaining. It's long. It's like three hours long, but they go through the media and they pick apart politics and things like that with no agenda. They're not – left-wing or right-wing, because they're kind of like, my general consensus of politicians is they're all crooks, and they are, if you listen to Jen Briney over at Congressional Dish, our, our uh, government is um, filled with crooks. And so here's what Adam had to say about this, and we're going to talk about uh, different terms. Here we go. I just wanted to, a lot of
1: people, just so you don't have to do this anymore, uh, people are sending me this note that uh, Google has now, uh, they're getting into podcasting because it's hot. You know, it's hot. It's hot podcasting. Podcasting it's hot. is hot. It's hot. We got to get in on that podcasting. Go podcasting. Yeah, yeah. Go go podcasting. Um, and so they're like, hey, just, I definitely have to make that my new ringtone. Go podcasting. Submit your RSS feed and it'll be great. And it was like, hey, did you They already did, threw RSS out the window. They already threw it under the bus. Yeah, well, not for podcasts. And uh, but here's why we're not going to do that. One, uh, Google uh, in their terms of service, if no one t- no one bothers to look at this, of course, um, they uh, assign themselves the right to put uh, any type of advertising at the end of your show, after your show. They won't do pre-roll, they won't do mid-roll, but they will do uh, advertising after the show, which is just a start. Because oh yeah, that's just the beginning. It oh, doesn't not mean anything. It's no big deal. But here's the mistake that people make. Well, first I'll tell you what else. So then they have. Your show has to adhere to the content and conduct policies for podcasts. So you, uh, uh, number three on the list, do not distribute content that promotes hatred or violence towards groups of people based on their race or ethnic origin, religion, disability, gender, age, veteran status, or sexual orientation slash gender identity. Are you telling me
2: that I, you're telling me this. That I can't do an anti Al Qaeda, anti terrorist show? Nope. That would be,
1: that would technically, that would be hate speech.
2: I can't say all these terrorists should be dead, these these Al Qaeda bad guys should be killed, and in the wars that we're in, we should kill the enemy.
1: You can't do that you also what are they, anti-American what is, you, is wrong with these people also you may not spam including sending unwanted promotional or commercial content or unwanted mass solicitation do not create
2: I can't, pod- like we can't so wait a minute <laughs> so I can't Say, can you give us donations, everybody out there? Dvorak.org NA. It would be very useful, especially this upcoming Sunday show, because usually we have a fall off after an anniversary, and it'd be nice to pick up the slack a little bit. I
1: can't do that. I will read you the line that forbids you from doing this. Do not create, create podcasts or pages on Google Play with the sole purpose of advertising content or services outside of Google Play. We can't even send someone to a different service. Well, anyway, the, oh, but here, do not distribute depictions of gratuitous violence. Do not threaten, harass, defame, libel, or slander other people, and do not use our products to bully other people.
2: You, you don't have a choice. You said that we're not going to do it. Yeah, we can't do it. It's illegal by their terms of service. To monetize so, your... Wait, wait, stop. So what you're telling me is that anybody who goes along with this and actually... Well, puts here's where it gets
1: it. bad, Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, what's bad, I know what's going to happen.
0: Yeah, and for the record, I'm gonna, I'm gonna read you some terms of service from services I use. This really isn't that out of the ordinary because people
1: will get uptake. You know, when you're on Google, and they'll highlight, and you know, they do everything that Apple did, and then you'll be locked in and stuck. You'll be afraid to leave because your audience somehow will be connected to this Google Play Podcast portal. Yeah, that's mon- a funny idea. To, okay, hold on. To monetize your po- your podcasts. You can, here's what you can do. You're allowed by the grace of Google. You can include ads and other methods of monetization and sponsorship in your podcast. You can work with advertisers. You can work with advertisers. Ad networks and other sponsors to help monetize your podcast. If you include ads or other monetization in your podcast content, make sure the advertising content complies with the Google, with the content and conduct policies for podcasts here google reserves the right to show and d- display image ads alongside podcast content google will not insert any pre-roll ads before podcast content starts or mid-roll ads during a given podcast episode google reserves the right to serve post-roll video or audio ads after the podcast content google play music does not provide direct payment or revenue share for your podcast content
0: Hmm. wait a- that's right you get nothing good day sir so, no, people, this
1: is not a good idea. This is, in fact, a very bad idea. A very, very bad idea. This is not the way they did YouTube. Yeah, but they're screwing the, this is, well, look at, that's a great example. Anyone who was a partner with YouTube, uh, you know, now they have to sign on to this this YouTube Red or whatever it is. Uh, but otherwise, their podcast, their shows get deleted. So they have to sign this contract, or they'll get you know the, you'll you'll no longer you can still link to it, but you you won't have a presence, no page or something. It's nuts. Ah, they're just greedy. Bastards. I don't know why people fall for this crap.
0: All right, so there we go. I went through and looked at different terms of different companies, and so am I disagreeing with the Podfather? No, I I, I totally agree. That think about it. what if iTunes kicked you out of the iTunes store, and the only way that people could subscribe to your show in the podcast app would be to manually subscribe. I'm not sure you can manually subscribe to anything in the podcast app. You can in Overcast. But how'd you like to tell your entire audience? Yeah, you got to listen to me in Overcast because you can in, in the podcast app. So I went over and in the Spreaker spreaker.com get a free month at spreaker using the coupon code SOPFREE it says you can't submit material that is unlawful defamatory libellus slanderous threatening pornographic obscene vulgar harassing harmful hateful abusive radically I'm sorry radically racially or in ethnically offensive or is otherwise inappropriate post advertisements or solicitations of business impersonate another person or entity etc etc um under blueberry b l u b r y dot com get a free month over there using the coupon code s o p free says um, content pro- producers agree that the content in your shows are free from speech that advocates violence or speech that promotes hate the company reserves the right to immediately remove any media content from its website that in its sole discretion is deemed to violate the restrictions of this paragraph so again. Hate speech, nothing new. Now, I really couldn't find anything like that in Libsyns, but I did find this. Any attempt to directly monetize your content via third-party ad networks or other outside business agreements at the expense of Libsyn without written approval from Libsyn is prohibited. If you choose to monetize your content, you agree to utilize the Libsyn service to enable monetization including but not limited to in-content advertising, iPhone applications, or sale of your content, which may include additional requirements for revenue sharing or fees or fees. For use, um, depending on the service. Hence, that's the big phrase there. It depends on the service. To request permission to monetize your content via third party ad networks or other outside business agreements at the expense of Liz, Libsyn, please email contact at com. So there are all sorts of. My, my point here is that, you know, if people are getting, I guess, up in arms about this, most terms are somewhat restrictive. They don't want you to be, I would say, an idiot, right? I know, it, I think, wasn't there a problem, oh, this is like 2007 where there was like a Nazi podcast and the whole thing was over free speech and could they or could they not say that? And so, this is again, so am I, let's bottom line it, Dave, am I putting my stuff on Google Play? Absolutely. And I'm going to quote Daniel J. Lewis again. This is one of my favorite quotes, and I really, really wish I had said this. You need to promote your podcast. Like Apple, Google, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn is going to do nothing for you. So, yeah, I'm going to go into Google Play, and for some reason, so, you know, some Google rep, here's my podcast out of the 250,000 that exist – that are on their way over to Google Play and they go, hey, Dave uh, Dave asked people to join the School of Podcasting in a show, I, I really don't think they're going to kick me out. Now, if I'm over there being stupid and silly and saying let's go kill puppies or whatever, yeah, they might take me down. But I'm not really that worried about it. And so, yes, I will be putting my stuff in Google Play. It's super easy. Here's the Here's the big thing you have to make sure of. When you go in, First of all, uh, Libsyn has, if you want to have a separate feed for Google Play, you can do that. And as always with Libsyn, they have a redirect right there. You don't have to ask anybody in the event you ever want to change that, you have 100% control. That's why I like it. PowerPress uh, has updated their plugin. So if you're using them to create your iTunes compliant feed, you can put in those there. Again, you don't really need to do that because they will recognize iTunes tags, but you can do that. And But you want to make sure in either one of those locations, however you're making your Google compliant feed, make sure the email that you're using there is legit, because you have to, they'll send you an email, you'll click it and confirm that, yes, I own this show. And uh, there, when I did mine, um, I had a couple of shows that didn't have a description, so I had to go back and update that, and it took about a day and a half for the School of Podcasting to get uh, okayed and submitted and that whole nine yards. So Google Play coming down the pike should be fun in 2016 to see uh, where that takes us, what it looks like, what it tastes like, what it smells like. I know uh, I'm on Spotify, and I want to say I'm getting less than 10 downloads a month. Now, that is because I do not have... My artwork, for whatever reason, everybody else in Spotify is showing their artwork. There are people that don't have artwork that are in Spotify. My show, The School of Podcasting, is in Spotify. The only way you find it is if you search for it, which is kind of disheartening. But again, I'm promoting my show like Spotify will do nothing for me. And some might say at this point, that's what they're doing. But... Uh, I don't want to bash them. It's beta. They're moving slow over there at Spotify. And uh, again, all when this gets rolled out to everybody and it's official and they're done, then I'll come up with my official opinion on being in Spotify. This podcast
2: is part of the Power of Podcasting Network. Find it at powerofpodcasting.com. Changing the world one download at a
0: time. I have two Patreon accounts. One is for Ask the Podcast Coach, which you can find by going to askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome and become an awesome supporter. And basically how that one works is you pay whatever you want per month and you get access to bonus content, uh, videos, things of this nature. And uh, it's an easy way to get, if, if you don't want to join the School of Podcasting, but you'd like to help support the show, uh, you could do that. Now, if you're worried about this monthly fee, you can check out my other Patreon account, which only you only get charged when I put out content. So I usually put like one thing over there. I'm actually behind. You can find that by going to schoolofpodcasting.com slash Patreon. Now, notice I am not giving you patreon.com slash podcast coach because uh, these websites come and go. I don't believe Patreon is going anywhere. But again, I always like to control where I direct people because if I had said uh, joyride, getjoyride.com slash whatever school of podcasting, uh, that website's gone. And so uh, I will be in the future. I'll be playing with um, Podbean's crowdsourcing to see. But as I say in this interview, it's all kind of like, well, it's just a ripoff of Patreon. So. Uh, I'm going to play you a clip here, or uh, an interview I did with uh, Taryn Arnold from Patreon, and it's really changed how I'm going to use my Patreon account. So here we go. All right, well, joining me via Skype, she is the community happiness rep. Love the title, by the way, because I'm sure (laughs) everything falls under that, because who doesn't want to be happy? So (laughs) from Patreon, which is a great crowdfunding platform that we're going to talk about today. The one and only Don't Be Fooled by Cheap Imitations, Taryn Arnold. Welcome to ah, the show.
3: Clap, clap, clap. Thank yeah. you so much. <laughs> Happy to be here. And
0: uh, let's start off. We, we just explained you are the the community happiness representative. So that is, I used to be a customer service representative many moons ago. Yes. And the great thing is everything falls under that term eventually.
3: It so, totally does. So
0: if anybody's remotely unhappy, somehow that ends up on your plate. So what's a typical day in your life look like?
3: A typical day of my life? Well, it's very similar to uh, what I imagine a customer service rep would do. But, you know, we're in San Francisco and startup and cool. So, uh, you know, they throw some happy words in there to, uh, to make it fun. But a typical day for me, I get into the office, I... Uh, Basically spend the whole day scanning uh, Twitter and Facebook, making sure that everyone's happy, any questions go answered, um, making sure that I'm sending fun GIFs along the way, GIFs, depending on how you want to say it. Uh, and uh, I do support, and I do a podcast, and um, it's fun. It's all, all types of crazy, but I just my day-to-day is making sure that our community stays, uh, stays in the know and stays happy with what Patreon's doing.
0: Well, for anyone who's been under a rock for the past year or so, uh, Mm -hmm. why don't you explain what Patreon is? So, you know, pull your chain and then do that lovely elevator speech thing that I'm sure you've done eight million times by now.
3: Oh, well, of course. Yeah. Patreon is a way to pay your favorite creators for making the stuff you love. Um, So it's for Uh, creators and their fans Um, for creators it's a way to get paid for doing the things that you've already been creating whether that's podcasts or web comics or music Um, and for fans it's a way to finally be able to pay the creators that you followed for so long uh, to do what you're doing so you can think of it like a virtual tip jar where you say hey like I, I am your fan you have been making some awesome stuff and I want to throw you let's say five bucks a month so that you keep doing what you're doing and you don't you know, put your love of podcasting or something to the wayside. And, uh, through that you create an awesome community of fans and, um, you can offer rewards, which is really cool. And, and you can allow your fans to kind of come alongside you and actually support you and enable you to keep doing what you love doing.
0: And for somebody who might be thinking, well, why don't I just put a PayPal donate jar, you know, or something on the website, what's, How do you differ from just PayPal?
3: Yeah, so our whole goal, and this is something that we're working on in the coming year, is we want to be a community of people. I know I'll probably say that word often, but we want to be a community where your fans, uh, where a creator and their fans can come connect. We have like a, it's kind of like a Facebook wall, but patrons can come, post anything they want, thoughts, uh, fun little things they learn from looking at a creation that a creator posted. They can comment on single creation. You can like, you can message your favorite creator. Um, it really just gives you a, a inside look into what your creator's day-to-day life looks like or what their creative process looks like. Um, and a lot of creators will, a lot of creators do whatever they can to give that, that special look instead of just making this a paywall which is something we're really trying to be careful of not being confused as because we don't want it to be like hey you just put your money here and here you go like this is this is how patreon works we we don't want it to be like that we want people to come here and say experience by getting to know my the creator that i liked more uh, by becoming a patron on patreon
0: yeah i think that's the the biggest difference is somebody can leave me a donation. And assuming that I get the notification that somebody has donated, mm-hmm. um, I then have to go dig through PayPal to get their email address to go, thank you. Where yeah. here, it's really much more of an interaction where, totally. you know, I can upload a, a video or an audio or whatever. And somebody go, oh, wow, that was really, really cool. I just, uh, I do one for, I do a show called Ask the Podcast Coach uh, uh-huh. every Saturday. And we do an extra half hour at the end of the show. And if you're live, you get to hear it. And if you don't, if you want to be a supporter, you know, go throw something at us and uh, you can log in and see that. So it's, mm-hmm. I had somebody say, hey, I just watched this last video that I put up. That was worth joining. And, of course, he's got like 12 other things that I have there that they can see. So it's kind of cool that I instantly got that feedback. It didn't get lost in email. Everything's right there in one place. So I can definitely see the the benefits of of this over PayPal. Not that PayPal is bad. It's just this is taking that idea and, and moving it uh you know, in a, in a more sophisticated, more community-based, there's that word again, community-based yeah. uh, manner. But uh, how many people right now, do you know, are on the platform?
3: We So we are processing monthly around $3.5 uh, million dollars to creators, which is crazy. Like, I, even just saying that feels so exciting. Uh, that's how much creators are getting paid a month um, in total, which is, yeah, it's so bizarre. Like, it is such a fun thing to come to work for and see that we have we have stats on our wall and that's always something that's so excited exciting to walk in and see and um there are around 25,000 financially active creators on the platform right now so it's it's very very exciting that
0: is cuz how long have you guys been around it's been like what two years maybe
3: yeah two years 2013 i believe may of 2013 so Holy cow. uh, Yeah, things have been awesome. I've only been on board since February and just the growth that we've seen since then alone is even our team has doubled. I was like, I think, the 20th employee and now we're at 50, I think, just since uh, since February. So it's everything's on the up, which is exciting.
0: What are some of the like best practices that you've seen with uh, people that if, if somebody's thinking, wait, you know what? I keep hearing about this thing. I should probably start one. Any best practices?
3: Yeah. So. Of course, there's like the generic things of, you know, make sure that you're always engaging with your fans on Patreon. People see so much more success when they're when they comment back to comments left on their page or when they're always sharing things out to their to their community on social media or delivering rewards on time. Just making sure that you're really, really present and playing up the community aspect of the whole thing instead of, like I said, using it as just a way to collect payment. But the truth is like full honesty, we are trying really hard in the coming year to be a platform that is better with discoverability. Our most successful creators on the platform have like even podcasts, like they have had fans for years, like longtime listeners that have been waiting for an opportunity like Patreon to show up.
0: Okay. So I'm going to pause that here. Because that's a key point. Long time fans. They've been doing this a long time. So when we hear about the thousands of dollars, this isn't a case. And she's mentioned this here again. This isn't like, hey, I've got a Patreon account. And, you know, it's manna from heaven. All of a sudden, people just start throwing money at you. I talk into a microphone and people give me money. That's not the way it works. you got to work. you got to work it, baby. So... I love the fact that she's pointing this out. These are people that it's not happening overnight.
3: And that's why I think it's worked so well for so many creators is because we like delivered something that they've been waiting for. And, you know, they've had a fan base offline. And, and now that Patreon has showed up, they've been able to say, like, great, I can't wait to finally be able to give. And and we're we are really working hard on on discoverability so people that don't already have a fan base when they come to patreon we want it to be like hey we're going to help you get fans like we are going to put you in front of these patrons that are also supporting these podcasts or supporting these web comics because we believe that you know it'll drive patronage here here so
0: i love that idea one of the ways i used to discover podcasts was when i was back in the day using itunes you would go in and subscribe to a podcast I said, well, people that like this one also like this one. And that's how I used to, I used to be subscribed to like over a hundred podcasts. It was insane, but that's how I found it. So any kind of discoverability, uh, granted, most podcasting is spread via word of mouth, but I'm all up for anything that'll, again, put my podcast in front of another person.
3: Oh, that's, unfor- it's, a, it's a bummer because so many people will write in and, and say like, hey, I launched my page and I don't know why I haven't seen any any patronage show up, and our our response right now is like, yeah, I understand and I feel you, and we're trying really hard to make discoverability our main priority, um, which is why we're like getting down the nuts and bolts bolts of how payments works and just like how our site works and looks in general, and then we're going to be able to move into um, helping newer podcasters or creators get in front of other people so that they can build their fan base on Patreon instead of just migrate it.
0: Well, and I would think like anything else, you have to, you know, you have to ask, you have to, you can't just totally sign up and go, okay, I signed up. I made my video. Where's my million dollars. You you gotta, you know, you have to give people a reason to subscribe. You have to uh, ask them to subscribe and, and it's not just a case of I put a button on the website because a lot of people, especially with a, especially a lot of people with a, a podcast, they don't, they're not on your website. They're listening to you on their phone. They may never, yeah. you know, so, and that's where you've got to, uh, you know, definitely uh, let them know what's going on. And uh, a little thing I call deliver value.
3: Well, yeah, we always, we always say like, It is funny where people just think they hit launch and they're going to sit at their computer and something's just going to pop up and be like, hey, you've got 10 new patrons and here's your money. It's like I I love the hope there. That is a really like inspiring little bit. However,
0: however, exactly. I've got a golden ticket to stick with the Wonka theme this week. No, you got to work it, baby.
3: We're not there yet. Maybe one day we will be. But it, of course, starts with sharing it with your inner circle like tell your best friends and your family what you're doing they'll probably start like if your sister's not gonna pay like come on gotta give her a nudge and be like hey like here here's where we're starting and then from there you post to your facebook and your twitter and and if you're let's use podcasting as an example if you're like you said people aren't always looking at your website they don't have time to read things like you need to mention it in the things that you're actually creating so that people understand and know and and, and a lot of repetition, like. Think about people that when they launch, they just say, hey, I launched and they send it out into Twitter. Like, think about how many tweets you see in a day and how many tweets you miss in a day. So you, you really need to make sure that you're saying, cool, for my launch week, I'm going to post three times a day and tell everybody that I just launched, you know, so that no one, none of your fans miss it. And everyone at least knows that that's what your next endeavor is.
0: And one of the things you can do, I'm going to pause here, is if you have an email list whether you're using AWeber or MailChimp or things like that, they, they let you set up templates. And in that template for your email at the bottom or at the beginning or whatever, put in there, support me at Patreon and make a link to that. Because that way you don't forget to ask. But I, I think you also probably have to tell them like step by step what to do. It's like you said, it's great that Patreon is becoming more and more well-known, but it, and it's not hard to sign up. But depending on who your audience is, they might need a little step-by-step guidance to uh, to figure out exactly where to click and what to type in. And I know there's a, you can actually tell people there's a limit because there are two different ways of, of signing up. You could have it to where every time you release content, they're charged, but that's where people are like, well, what if he decides to go, you know, a podcast a today, I'm going to go bankrupt. Mm-hmm. So you, you need to let them know to calm their fears. No, no, no. You can put a cap on it. They'll, you know, pay me a, a dollar every time I release a video or... You know, with a maximum of $5 per month or something like that. So you can tell them that so they don't uh, get freaked out. Calm the fears before they uh, <laughs> they show up. And then the other one is you can have just people say, hey, just pay me a monthly fee and mm-hmm. I, w- I will just be putting out stuff. Is there any like one that fits better to a certain circumstance or do you see people migrating to one more than the other? Or?
3: I think most i don 't know the exact percent, but i I know that over half of our our creators are monthly. I think it 's just easier honestly I think it 's easier to manage. And I think it makes sense for creators that are not always posting your like, say, I make music videos. If I'm not only posting one music video a month, I'm posting like a blog post or like a behind the scenes look or those types of things. It can be less stressful on the creator to know what to charge your audience for and like what might make them be like, what, this wasn't worth being charged for or something like that. Um. So I personally think monthly is is just easier for creators. However, for for creators that are, say I make, uh, yeah, let's say I make a music video and it takes me months to make this video and, and maybe I only put one out every two months or something, I know I don't want to be charging my patrons during that month that I don't post anything. Um, so if, for people that are posting things less frequently, I would say that per creation like charging your uh, fans per creation is a better movement so that you're not just like waiting so your patrons aren't just like getting charged for nothing that you're doing
0: yeah Yeah. it's it's funny because i have two accounts one with both because i love to play with toys oh interesting and it's funny because the one that is where i you know, they get charged when I put something out. It's weird. Cause I'll see, you know, every time I post a video or something, you know, I make, I think it's $26 or something like that. And mm-hmm. so I'll look at the video and go, is this worth 26 bucks? But I have to yeah. realize that's going, you know, that's whatever. It's a dollar 50 per person or something like that. So I need to look at this as, is this worth two bucks? And yes, it always is. But it's like, I look right. at it like, is it worth 26? So I, I have a hard time putting stuff into that channel. Cause I'm always going, is this worth 26 bucks? And I was like, yeah. yes, yes, it is. So <laughs> yeah. you, you have to get out of that mindset.
3: And again, it's it's always important to remember. I think a lot of people think that like they're paying for the content. Like, oh, I'm giving him twenty six dollars to make this thing. Where really, this stuff is free. Like we always, for the most part, like you're uploading at other places. Like it's not just exclusive to Patreon. And and I think that's why people get like I've heard a, a little backlash around like, well, why do I have to pay for things that are already free? It's like no, you're not paying for things that are free. You're just it's just. I I always think like, man, patrons are the most generous people that have ever lived. Like, they're just like, hey, this stuff is free, but I'm going to give you money anyway. It's just such a joyous experience. Every time someone gets a new patron, I'm like, yeah, that person is freaking awesome. And I'm going to jump
0: in here. As weird as it sounds, it's the law of reciprocity. And I've had people that have emailed me that said, hey, Dave. I looked on your website, I didn't see a donate button, I didn't see an Amazon button, whatever it was, uh, and I want to you know, give you something, I want to do this or do that, because you've given me so much. And it's kind of cool, George Robb, a friend of mine does the Geologic Podcast, super creative guy, and when he launched, now he's using PayPal, he still calls them patrons, but he's, when he launched a PayPal version of this, the... Uh, his audience was like, great, because I've already bought all your music and I was looking for a way to support you. So uh, it's a way there are those people. Now, it's it's unfortunately it's not 50 percent. It's not 10 percent. It's probably 3 percent of your audience will support you. And that's just the way it is. But there are those people that are waiting for you to give them a way to support you. Yeah. So let's talk about it, because I've, I've always been under that kind of synopsis that everything that you put on your Patreon page you know, it has to be, you can't get this any place else. And you're saying, no, there are people that are just assembling all of their content in one place and making it easy.
3: Yeah. Well, there's, you know, like Peter Hollins is a creator that's, yeah, he's actually in our office today. He makes these amazing acapella music videos and, um, Everything he posts is free on YouTube. Like he tells his, his fans on YouTube, like, Hey, this stuff isn't going anywhere. I'm not putting it behind a paywall. I'm not saying you guys only get it if you become my patron. He just says, you know, if you want me to keep doing this and if you want to be a part of my extra community and if you want these awesome rewards, like a lot of it is just really giving people are kind of paying for rewards in a way. You're paying for the extras and, uh, just like the chance to say, Hey, like I, uh, I am a proud fan of this person. Like I would do that for so I have a couple of people that I'm a patron of as well. And it's it's like, yeah, I could watch Ali Spagnola's YouTube video on YouTube for free. I could also watch it on Patreon for five bucks a month just because I want to just because I'm proud of the the stuff she makes. And I'm excited to be a part of the community for it.
0: And one of the things I always do, I'm jumping in here again. I, I if you're new to the show, I do this. I know it's weird, but it's just what I do. One of the things when I'm talking about Patreon to people is like in my video, I mentioned the fact that, you know, if you go to the movies with your wife, you're going to blow at least 40 bucks, 50 if you want popcorn. And of course, yes, I'll take the, you know, bucket size Coke, the size of my head for an extra dollar. Why wouldn't you? Right. But by the time you're done, there's 50 bucks and you watched a a movie that was meh and so explain that to your your folks when you say you yeah, had like $5 a month right i mean come on that's next to nothing it's couch it's in their couch cushions well we should probably answer that question what does it cost you if you have no patrons
3: Oh, it doesn't cost you anything
0: yeah exactly so if you try this and it doesn't work you're out not a zippo you no
3: know? yeah people will write in and say like hey so how much does it cost to you, use your service and what's the application process and i'm like great news for you. <laughs> like doesn't doesn't cost you a dime, nor is there an application process like we obviously have have guidelines and, and hopes of what the kinds of content on Patreon is. And and really, you can sign up and if it doesn't work out. That We don't like say you get $10 of patronage and then it doesn't work out. It's not like we we take your money from you and we're like, ah sorry, it didn't you didn't hit your goals or anything like that. Like you take whatever money that you get. And if you don't get any money, it's totally okay. You're not we don't charge you. There's nothing like that.
0: Well, and that's where and I would love to hear you answer this, because when I try to answer it, I go, it's kind of like this. And if it's the second Tuesday of the month and the moon is full, how do you explain (laughs) your fees?
3: Oh, man, that is a hard. It's a tough one. Okay. yeah, Uh, I will say, you know, we take five percent and it's dependent on your payout method. So if you're using Stripe or Payoneer or PayPal and then for patrons, like it's all dependent also on how they paid. So did they pay with a credit card? Did they pay on PayPal? Fees in general, we say average fees are in between four and six percent, but it can be lower or potentially a little bit higher, dependent on all of those different things. But it, yeah, that is a hard question to answer. And if you want like an exact breakdown we have in our help center, we have breakdowns between what PayPal charges or what credit card fees are, those types of things.
0: Yeah. See, I like that somewhere between four and six percent. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and the reason why they're somewhat detailed is because in the end you're trying to get the creator the most money you can while still paying and, you know, still staying in business.
3: Totally. Yep. We, uh, we are creator first. We do everything we can to lower, uh, any other issues for creators so that we can make sure that they're getting paid as much as they can. So
0: what have you seen? Cause I know some people will have like, you know, here's a buck it's $5, $10, 20. Is there any kind of like when you see somebody going up, they're using this strategy and that'll probably work. Are there any things that you're seeing that are kind of like the norm that, that seem to be working?
3: Most create, like when you look at patron data, most patrons are pledging on $5 increments. So 5 10 15 And our average pledge per patron is $7. So you can tell that people are either, it's around 7 So they're either paying 5 or 10 to their favorite creators. And I think that works really well. We want to, related to fees, we want to make sure that we avoid a lot of microtransactions. So if creators are pe- like getting a bunch of $1 pledges, that can be really hard on fees. Um, so we always say to like incentivize your five and $10 pledges. Cause those are, yeah, I would, I would say those are the ones that really bring in the most value for both the creator and the patron. And it, I don't know. It feels good. Like when I think about it and I'm like, oh, do I want to give three bucks to a creator or two bucks to a creator? It's like a five dollar bill. I picture it as a five dollar bill. I'm like, man, that sounds good. Or a ten dollar bill like that feels good to offer someone for something that I love. We used to do pledges under a dollar like people could pay on like the 50 cent pledge level or something, which we've stopped because it was hard on microtransactions. And and it just you know, just so many little charges over and over again. It just doesn't add up well. So I would say to bulk up your 5 and $10 reward tiers because those are the ones that most patrons are pledging at.
0: And is it, are we allowed to say publicly or do you know who is like the, the top, the king of the hill over there at the moment in terms of bringing in some dough?
3: As far as podcasts go, I grabbed a couple of our, of our, uh, highest earning podcasters and they range anywhere from 15,000 a month. The three that I pulled like our top three earning podcasts um, like Tom Merritt, who does the Daily Tech News show. We have Comedy Button, uh, Five Guys Doing Some Funny Stuff and then the Kind of Funny Podcast. And they're anywhere from 15,000 a month to $24,000 a month. So That's right.
0: Let's just pause and think about 15,000 to 24,000 a month.
3: Hmm. 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 Which is pretty awesome for for making your podcast dream come true. I I wouldn't mind that. It's pretty yeah. Cool. I I
0: think that's a little better than a poke in the eye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just a bit. So Tom Merritt, comedy button. and What was the third one? Kind of funny. Kind of funny. So, yeah. I will have to uh, I have to reach out to those guys and go, how are you doing that? I did reach out to Comedy Button, have not heard back from them. Those guys, it's literally, and I kind of always poke poke fun at this format, it's like four guys, one brain kind of thing. They're just sitting around making each other laugh. It's uh, definitely not safe for work. And I was going to play you their pitch. I can't find one that's clean enough to play in this show and have to bleep out half the stuff.
3: Yeah. Yeah, That's very, very cool. They are guys that have had... You know, those podcasts have just had such long term fan bases and and they're so consistent and they're posting and they're so just on point all the time. And they're, you know, I, I pers- like I know kind of funny myself. I love listening and watching their stuff and they're so engaged with their community. Anytime you tweet at them, they'll like try their hardest to favorite or re- or tweet back or anything like that. It It makes you feel like you are totally a part of their community and they make you feel so they they're so thankful and make you feel so a part of of everything that they're doing. I think it works really well.
0: Okay. Did you hear the recipe? Consistent, consistent content, consistent engagement, making you feel making you feel your your audience feel like they're part of the community. Um, The fact that when they tweet you, you tweet them back. Oh, my gosh, you tweeted me back. I can't believe that. That's a recipe making people feel warm and fuzzy and the fact that they get that behind the scene access.
3: It clearly works well.
0: Yeah, obviously, 20 if they're getting that kind of cash a month. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll tweet back for <laughs> that'll work in terms of because uh, I know there's got to be some really interesting rewards. Have you ever seen one that you're like the what the who, that uh, <laughs> that you got?
3: Yeah. You know, people joke. There's a lot of joke rewards I see. So people will give, you know, the the standard rewards of like, oh, you could do a webcast or I'll give you behind the scenes look at what I'm making or I'll give you a free download. Those those types of things are, are standard and awesome and work super, super well. Um, and then some creators will get crazy and they'll say like, if you give me... a month, I'll fly to you and kiss you and I'll kiss your child's forehead. And like, there's always, always really, really crazy, funny things like that. Um, One caution, actually, I will say about rewards is with physical rewards. So people that are sending like, hey, I'll send you a handwritten card once a month or whatever. um, Those can lead into some trouble for creators because they just it's an easy thing to forget, but you just forget how much shipping costs. Uh, account for things so if you're saying like i'll send you a handwritten card for a dollar a month like that can add up really quickly and um so i would express caution that way we always push and tell creators to really uh look at and think about setting up you know digital based rewards i always i love when creators do access to uh like patron only webcasts or something like that, because that feels really intimate. You know, you're in it with a creator and you know that everyone else that's watching or commenting or talking are, you know, people, patrons just like you. So I I stress that one and love it very much.
0: Yeah, that's one of those things. I've also seen people that I always wonder, like in terms of scale, like, Mm -hmm. hey, if you do this, we'll do, you know, four extra shows a week. And I'm like, wait a minute. You know, when you're doing one show a week was really, really good. The so last time I checked, there's still only 24 hours in a day, and now you're going to do four times as much. That's four times as much prep and four times as much. I'm always thinking, is that going to scale? Because just because I now get five episodes, I used to get one really good episode. Now I get five that are
3: meh. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think creators just get so excited. They're just like, I'm going to do this and I'll do this. I'll do this. And, and, you know, you can always switch around your rewards. We don't, you know. Say that you should do it often. I don't recommend just switching them around on your patrons all the time, but you can if you're noticing that a goal or awards you made is like not tangible or something that's not going to work for you. But yeah you do have to think about these things. You know, you don't want to, uh, just throw things up there and say, ah, oh, this might not happen because if it happens, you, you are, you know, you've got to feel that, you know?
0: Right. Yeah. Well, that's a great question. So if I started off and I had a, I think I have one for a dollar a month, you will get my undying love. I should think like that. And it's uh-huh. my, you know, you can sleep at night knowing that, you know, you've helped somebody out. If that's I great. decide later, I want to like, take that off and and what happens to a the people who have signed up under that level and b you know how does that work if you decide later you want to change
3: yeah, so your uh, your you know your patrons don't get deleted. They're still there. They're hanging out. It doesn't cause any lasting damage. Um, they're just floating. They're not in a reward tier at the point at, at the moment. So uh, what I recommend if people say like, hey, I, you know, I'm trying to get rid of my two dollar reward tier. It's just not something that I think is beneficial. And I'm hoping people start pledging to mm-hmm. higher reward tiers. Uh, I always recommend hey just send your patrons a message let them know let them know that you're deleting it so they don't all of a sudden get super confused on why it looks kind of funky on their page or like anything like that. Um so yeah, just just overall what we always say here at Patreon is transparency just rocks it here. Like we, you know, asking is needing to be transparent and that's being vulnerable and it's good and and you need to ask for things and you need to be honest about things and you know, your what you're making is out in front of everyone, you know, which is scary for some people, but nice for others. Like what you're, not only your creations, but like even the dollar amount you're making. So most of our creators are okay with transparency because that is kind of a scary thing to show the amount of money that you're making. So we say that you also uh, reflect that and carry that on to when you're making changes to your page or anything like that, just so your community feels like they are in the know of what you're doing.
0: Sure. Anytime yeah. you can keep them in a the loop, that's always a good thing. Totally. Awesome. All right. Well, as we get ready to wrap up, a couple other quick questions. Yeah. You have an option here for everyone. When you make a post, you basically could make a post that anybody can see. Mm -hmm. And I always, I thought about that. That's probably a really good idea because somebody may be thinking about becoming a patron or not. And they're like, well, I don't know. What do I get? So if you have a couple that are free for everybody, it's kind of like a free sample when you go into the grocery store on Saturday and they're like, here, would you like to try this? by having some is that basically how people are using that is kind of a uh, here's a little bit of a sneak peek
3: totally yeah it's saying like hey this is what this is what you would get and again these things are often they're free elsewhere so it's it to me it makes total sense to leave a lot of posts as public um and and for everyone so that people you know if i stumble upon your page i want to know what you're making i don't want to look at your post tab and see everything tapped out like out like and I, i can't to see any of the stuff that you've been working on it's hard to want to jump in and be like cool I can't I can't wait you know when you're just like blindly signing up for something and um so I think I think it makes a lot of sense also sometimes creators will you know we want to feature a creator on our featured page because we just think that what they're making is awesome or unique or whatever it is and it's hard for us to do so when everyone when all their posts are patron only we're like hey can you switch one of your posts to to public just so other people can see it?" And yeah.
0: Yeah, that's something I need to do because most of my stuff is for patrons only. And I'm like, well, that's kind of silly. It's exactly like you said. Somebody, unless they know me from my podcast or whatever, they may not just want to blindly sign up. If I can give them a little, just a little tease, that'll get them in the door. A little
3: tease. Yeah, and and we really, you know, we want... As we move towards discoverability, we want that to be, you know, right now it kind of makes sense. I can see why people do patron-only everything. They want people to become their patrons. These are people that are, you know, people aren't falling on their page organically through Patreon yet. Um, But as we move towards discoverability, we're hoping to push more pages in front of our, you know, patrons on the site. And when we do that, it it would be really helpful to have a lot of your stuff not behind a patron-only sticker.
0: Yeah. well, the other thing we need to talk about is before we hit record, you mentioned that you have a podcast.
3: I do have so,
0: a podcast. So yes. tell us about your podcast.
3: So I do a weekly, um, 10 minute podcast. It's on SoundCloud, but we push it through Patreon and it's called calling all creators. Um, I, I email some creators beforehand and I say, Hey, does this day for five, you know, I'll I'll call, I'll say like, Hey, does this day work for you? And they're like, great. And I'm like, cool. I want to call you. I kind of want to surprise you. So I'll maybe call you in between 2 PM and 7 PM. Like I give kind of a bigger window. Um, and I call them, hopefully catch them off guard so that, you know, when their fans listen to it, they're like, wow, what was my creator doing? What was the creator I support doing just on their own before, like without just, you know, it's different when you're expecting a phone call. Um, so I kind of catch them off guard, chat with them. I only get 10 minutes, so I get a little bit of what they're doing on Patreon, but it's really just about the creator. I want like a fan to look to listen to it and think, "Whoa, like that was just I got to know some odd things about my creator in that uh, in, you know, that 10-minute period." So I ask a lot of curveball questions, I ask goofy questions, I ask um we, you know, play a game sometimes or have a challenge or a quiz for them. So it's really fast-paced. Um, just showcasing the different creators that we have on Patreon and what a normal, you know, 10 minute phone call would be like with them.
0: Awesome. And if anybody has any questions about Patreon and uh, they want to follow up, where's the best place to go and what should they click on and that kind of stuff?
3: Yeah. So you can tweet us. That's always an option. That's just at Patreon. And then also if you head to patreon.com slash help center or actually patreon.com slash faq that'll be quicker for you you will there's tons of questions answered and you can also scroll to the bottom and it says trouble finding the answer to your question send us a note here that's just a quick way to send us a note um, and we will get back to you as soon as possible we're we are uh, we're a quick team we work hard so we will get back to you and and uh let you know whatever you're looking for
0: awesome well taryn thank you so much for coming on the show
3: yeah thanks for chatting with me
0: that is uh, the whole making some stuff for free, really engaging that community over there to keep things going. Um, I know I'm going to definitely start work. I, I actually, if I had to do it again, I would have one that was monthly and I would throw everything I do over there. I would throw, you know, tutorials I make for weekly web tools, stuff, maybe occasionally a tutorial from the School of Podcasting. So it's really interesting. I went back and looked. We actually. Talked with uh, one of the folks from Patreon uh, back in uh, Anthony, uh, I think it's Privitelli. Uh This is back in March of 2014 when they first had launched. And it was interesting because at that time, Tom Merritt was making $9,000 a month. And now Tom is making $16,178.90 uh, per month. Um The D6 generation, uh, they were making $232 per episode. Now they're making uh, $619 per episode. They have 236 patrons. Um, If I go back, let's see. um, The Angry Chicken, mm -hmm, that's the name of it, had $163, I'm sorry, $176 per month. Forty-three patrons. Now they have five hundred and sixty-three patrons, making one thousand four hundred dollars. Um, uh, it looks like a month per Prime every Monday. Yeah, so uh, it's amazing. You know, Michael uh, Falzone is making two hundred ninety-nine dollars per podcast. Uh, back in March, he was making three seventy-one. So he actually went down a little. He may have maybe stopped making uh, uh shows. Who knows? But that, again, goes back to the fact that you have to you have to work it. But I think it's an interesting way for people to get behind the scenes, which is why people like things like uh, you know Periscope and things where they get that behind-the-scenes stuff. Um, really interesting stuff. So uh, a couple of quick things as we head out the door because I realize we're looking at an hour already. Uh, number one, uh, if you are looking for group coaching, I have a program I called CasterMind. Mind. It's at castermind.com. Go over and fill out an application. the uh, The one thing I need is you have to have a podcast. But even with that, not everybody's going to be a a good fit, depending on the scenario. And it depends. I ask you there, like, what are your goals? And if I don't think I can really help you achieve your goals, um, you know, I may not. I may have you think twice about this. So it's it's, if you're interested in that, it's castermind.com. It's you, me, and two other people, and we meet once a month. So it's kind of a uh, accountability group also now that it is November it's time to uh, record something go over to school slash favorite and let me know what your favorite podcast is this year and why. now also let me know what your podcast is if you have one and if you don't have a podcast that's even better in some ways but um, if you have a podcast tell us you know where we can find it and what it's about. But the big thing we're looking for there is what's your favorite podcast, and, and the big one we're looking for is why. Because when we learn why people listen, then we can try to uh, encompass that uh, in our show. So, uh, And also, your, um, you'll be played on the last episode of the year, of 2015, as I record this, and it'll be transcribed and put into a book. So you get double the exposure. So for everybody's going, oh, I wish I could get people to listen to my podcast, here's an open call to get your voice on this show. Just go to slash favorite and you'll see. You can click on the Speak Pipe button. If you've already recorded something, you can upload it there. There's actually a button there you can call it in. Not my preferred method, but if you want to, you can call it in, and you'll hear your smiling voice right here on the show. Also, if you're looking to start a podcast, I have a coupon code for you. It's Listener L A S T E N E R. You can use that at the School of Podcasting and save on your uh, sign-up fee. And that fee will be changing. I can't decide. I think I'm going to probably do it in January. I think when we start a new year, it's going to be a new pricing model. But if you're interested in the School of Podcasting, now would be a time to join before the price uh, goes up. And um, also, if you don't have a website yet, and you're looking to start a podcast, uh, send me an email with the subject line, "Quick Start." And how this works, I send you a link. You order your hosting through my affiliate link, so I earn a commission. And my way of saying thank you is to simply um, install WordPress for you and give you a free month at the theschoolofpodcasting.com. Now, if you already have a website, just use the coupon code LISTENER. But uh, thanks so much for tuning in. In the future weeks, I'm going to be playing a uh, an interview with Andrew uh, Helmich. Who was, and I think I just butchered his name again. I butchered it when I emailed him. Um, he's from photobizx.com, uh, and I just know him as Andrew. That's why I'm always butchering his last name. And uh, he is a person that started a uh, – much like his own – it's like his own Patreon. He has a membership site, and it's interesting because I gave him some advice a couple years ago, and he didn't follow it. And yet he still found success. And we'll talk about that and why did it work and uh, so that'll be coming uh, probably in two weeks. I think next week we're going to go back. I started a, uh, a series on kind of podcasting top to bottom. And last week, we, if you didn't listen to it, if you go over to schoolofpodcasting.com slash uh, 485, you can basically hear how your podcasting starts with your idea. Well, we're going to kind of move forward from the idea to, okay, now what's next? So that'll probably be next week. And then after that, we'll get into Andrew. And uh, also, if you hear this when this first comes out, on uh, November 2nd, uh, tonight I am speaking at a She Podcast event uh, talking about creativity and why you need to be creative. And um, uh, just to wrap this up, everybody has been talking about Google Play. And I was like, okay, how am I going to do this different? And uh, I thought about the idea and I went, you know what? It's kind of illegal to play um, movie clips in your podcast. But I did it. So uh, that was my way of how can I do this in a creative way and not just report the facts. So something that hopefully made you giggle. And uh, I'm always trying new things, trying new toys. And um, if you want to join my Patreon, again, if you want to only pay when I put something out, go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash Patreon. And if you want to join the one where it's just one monthly fee and Dave just throws a bunch of stuff in there, go over to askthepodcastcoach.com slash Awesome. And I think that's about 14 different calls to action here at the end of the show. So I think that's enough. And uh, at this point, I will say thank you so much. And uh, we'll see you next week with another episode of the School of Podcasting's Morning Announcements. Until then, take care. God bless. Class is dismissed.